Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh my gosh, see, I'm all messed up. Tuesday, May 14th. We're coming at you from beautiful South Knoxville, Tennessee. Before we jump into this, I want to tell you guys about our spon- one of our sponsors. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, and usually it's what team to bet on this week, and the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell my people to go with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy player points a player will score each game. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, but only if you use the promo code issue. So make sure you got that. Write it down. Write it down. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code ISSUE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. And now I'd like to take a second to introduce our other sponsor, our new friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot, great deal. Yellow dot, good deal. Red dot, not so good deal. In case you didn't know. Red, you're dead. <laughs> Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers on them. Thank you. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Get to it now. That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Go check out our many sponsors, guys. They're great. They're what help help us uh, in this show. We appreciate it so much. We appreciate you guys as well. Um, I'm Caleb. This is Landon. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Caleb underscore TN. I always forget mine. At LamboRaby underscore 10, maybe? I forget yours yeah. too. That's why I was gonna make At you introduce Lambo it. Lambo underscore Raby ten. That's it. I always, it get, I always forget where the underscore goes. It's uh, somewhere in there. Somewhere. Um, um, yeah, check us out on Twitter, and uh, obviously you're listening to us live here. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and ArmchairAllAmericans.com. So you can listen to us many ways. Don't miss out on uh, each week's episode. Make sure you find those to find everything Vols and uh, just, just to chat with us. Um, if you're here in this live video, guys, leave us a comment. I'm trying to keep up with it. Uh, multitasking, I like to say, is a uh, one of the things I can do. Um, so I'll, I'll try to watch the screen and also uh, you know, do the podcast. We'll see if I'm successful. If I miss it, you can just ask it several times. Maybe I'll finally see it uh, popping up. Can't promise anything. I'm sorry. I'll try. Any talents. I'll try. Um, but, you know... Tennessee baseball. Fall, we've had a lot of people purchase our baseball shirt um, just in time, too, because you may be catching an NCAA tournament team after this weekend. Hopefully. It's, it's looking good. Can you still get them? You can still get them. You don't just – I mean, DM us. We'll get you the get you the form. Um, you know, I, I messed up one order. I apologize uh, to that person. 
but everybody else has gotten theirs within like you know five days. So that's a pretty good turnaround. Yeah. For a for us for a single, technically a duo, uh, two man operation. That's way so. better than my AirPods. I've <laughs> waited two weeks and still haven't gotten them. Oh wow! Um, and I ordered them from the Apple site. Nice humble brag on the whole AirPods thing. Yeah. So. We're also working on some other shirts. I can't right afford now. the the extra wire, so I got AirPods. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, nice humble, nice humble brag though. I like that. Yeah, mentioning that you got AirPods. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Tennessee, Florida this weekend. Um, I mean, really close, really, really close to getting a series sweep. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, and, and I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched, pitching wise, hitting wise. Um, Florida is definitely going to have a good team. If you kind of follow them any at all, you know that they're getting a $65 million stadium. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, put in – I think it's supposed to be done in 2020. So, good luck out recruiting Florida in the next couple of years. Right. Um, with, with that kind of stadium. If you see a picture of it, it looks like – just think of Smokey Stadium on steroids. Dude, Smokey Stadium is nice. I know. That's what kind of sucks. Like, I want them to come to Knoxville, but, like, that would suck to abandon a stadium. I mean, I'm sure they would make it better, but right. um, that would kind of suck to see a stadium like that, you know, pretty much be non-existent. I mean, I don't know if they could get another team there. Yeah, probably not. So, yeah, but that, I mean, that's insane. $65 million is a lot to invest. Um, it shows you what SEC baseball is. $65 million is a ton for college. Yep. College baseball. And so, so Friday night you lose that game ten to nine after blowing a I think they scored seven unanswered runs runs on us. Um, we went ahead um, eight to eight to eight to seven, and then they hit a two run bomb. Um, and so that that was kind of it from there. Um, but then Saturday you come in. Um, Andre Lipsius has the best game he's had in a Tennessee uniform. Goes four for five, three RBIs, a home run. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, three RBIs and a home run. Solari has a home run, um, two RBIs in the game for him, two hits. And uh, you got the Camden Sewell, the freshman, comes in and closes it and shuts the door on Florida. It looks like they're making a comeback there as well. We are able to slam the door and get a win. And then that, that put it up to Sunday's game, and Sunday's game – not a lot of hitting. I think the only person with multiple hits was Connor Pavoloni, um, which he's our nine-hole hitter, so it was good to get that production from him. So we were down in the game, and then Ricky Martinez ties the game with the three-run home run in the seventh. And uh, then um, who hit that? Jay Charleston. Jay Charleston yeah. um, got an RBI ground out to score Ammons – or score – yeah, score Pavoloni. And uh, we go five to four. Um, we're able to close it out and get the series win and get to 35 wins, which some Tennessee has not done since 2005. And that team went to the College World Series. There you go. So I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's going to happen, but yeah, you know, but, you uh, yeah, no, that's that's obviously really really exciting. Um, getting to that many wins is obviously an accomplishment. Um, we talked about at the beginning of the year where you needed to be, and they're kind of where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know we. You look back at the schedule, and you you think there's some games you could have won. Um, maybe you shouldn't have lost. Look at Friday's game. You should have won that game. Yep. That's just an example. But as far as where this team's at right now, that's really positive and, and really good to see him going there. And 
you expect them to be in the College World Series, especially if they have a good showing at the uh, SEC tournament, which they are in now. You mean NCAA tournament? It, do what? You what I say? You said College World Series. Oh yeah, the NCAA like, tournament. Sorry, you got a, you got a little. Yes, yeah. yeah sorry, <laughs> the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm thinking ahead, but uh, if you, yeah, yeah if, if, I mean we're gonna be there too. So right, but <laughs> if you have a if you have a good showing at the SEC uh, tournament, uh, things are looking up for you. So yeah, I mean I think. I think it's definitely going to be hard to deny Tennessee um, a tournament bid in the NCAA tournament. Because um, you look at the SEC as a whole, every single one of these teams in the SEC, no matter it's Kentucky, South Carolina, those are kind of the bottom feeders right. right now. But you look at every team top to bottom, they're the top 64 teams in the country. Right. Easily. It, yeah, it, it's definitely a, it's a tough conference to play in. Um I am just thanking God we're not in the SEC West in baseball yeah. or in football or in anything. Well, yeah. I guess just those two sports, but you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the top to bottom, this is definitely a stout uh, conference. And, I mean, really it just helps, I guess, that you play those guys because when you get into tournament play, you like to think you're prepared. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, the, the season's almost – I can't believe the baseball season's, which obviously college baseball's different, but um, that it's almost over. It seems yeah. like it just started – the other day, you just started. Um, but you've got uh, a weekday game against Tennessee Tech this week, and then Ole Miss, and it's tournament time. Yeah, and Ole Miss is ranked number fourteen. Um, I think they just got swept by or lost the series to. Actually, I think they got swept by Mississippi State. Oh, um, so they're they're coming off that. You know, they're they're going to be pissed off. And they're coming to Knoxville, which is going to be a huge series for Tennessee. Yep. Um, one of the – probably the biggest series they've had in a long time um, as far as – In where, terms of what it means, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure it will be packed. Chris Berg, uh, VFL, said he will be there. It's on – Jim was like, hey, you know, we need to get a picture. <laughs> um, he was like, yeah. He's like, I listen to your podcast. Um, that's not true. But – he does though. Yeah, he does. But he you have to say it. you have to assume he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be big. It's going to be, I think, kind of have that tournament feel to it to get um, these right. guys ready for postseason play. Because you know when it gets to that point, it's kind of win or go home. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So definitely going to be an exciting weekend on Rocky Top for um, this baseball team and. Uh, um, just the progress they made last year, and then to see it, to see it be able to you know carry over is really really good. Um, this, I mean, Tony Vitello's got it going in the right direction. That, I mean, that's the only really way to put it. Yep. And uh, you know, hopefully, you get you you build some depth with veterans. You get a lot of young talent in here in the next couple of years, and you know, hopefully, it just it you you keep that. You know, keep going in the right direction and, and keep going uphill, and um, that, that that you know that's all you can really ask for. So it's exciting. It's it's got like a different feel to the program now that right. Tony Vitello's taken over and got this team. Um, they're definitely ahead of schedule. They weren't supposed to be that good this year, um, but you know they they go out and compete. They've got some young guys. They got some JUCO guys. Guys that they've um, brought in, and you know. They put that puzzle together and it it's working, right? Um, they, and they're still dealing with some injuries. Luke Lipsius, Max Ferguson is still out. I don't expect them really to be back, um, especially Luke. I think he will be eligible for um, 
a medical red shirt if he doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really see somebody that's been hurt um, and not a lot of playing time beforehand get drafted. Right. Even though he, he was a great hitter when he was um, when he was healthy earlier in the season. Um, but you have that extra year kind of to, to fill out what you need to do. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Really exciting time, uh, like I said, for, for the baseball program. I don't want to go without mentioning the softball program just because they are hosting. They did lose in the first round, or not the first round, their first game yeah. of the uh, SEC tournament. But they will host this Friday an NCAA regional game um, against Longwood University. So hopefully you get to see them uh, make a deep run. I mean, this is a team is that – huh? <laughs> Who the heck is Longwood? I don't know. Uh, are they the Lancers? I think they're the Lancers. Ooh, the Lancers um, can't really Longwood. see that logo. But uh, that's a team you expect to, to be in the Women's College World Series just about every year. I mean, that's kind of the yeah. expectations put on that program um, because of you know what they've been able to do in their historic past. You know, kind of the same – it's amazing the women's teams we have on campus, and the softball team's definitely one of them. Oh yeah. So, um, sorry, I lost that. My train of thought. Football recruiting though, a lot of recruit. I mean, not a lot of recruiting news, but a lot of stuff going on with recruits. Um, mainly been fueled by Florida. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the moving parts have been fueled by Florida. Yeah, they've they've lost like four four stars in the past. Yeah, and week, and some of them were, you know, uh, like 2020 guys. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the, I feel like a lot of these announcements have been uh, started up by some by some Florida guys, which apparently that's a messed up situation. I haven't really discovered the full scope of it. I mean, I know the Chris Steele apparently asked for a transfer in roommates. And then I saw you tweet he was at Oregon. Now I, I didn't even see that today. Yeah, um, that's where he's headed. And then apparently a bunch of his <coughs> teammates were tweeting that they didn't even want him or something because he wasn't good yeah. i don't know i'm like that's convenient but that's that's how it is they you only talk bad about him on the way out so right but uh yeah but, but um but there's something going on there something something is up i feel like definitely recruiting is one of those things that it's kind of contagious yeah so like you see all these guys commit to Clemson and, and guys are like, Oh, you know, what what do they got going on over yeah. there? And oh, absolutely. You see people decommit and transfer and leave the program, you're like, Okay, what's what's going on there? And they look more into it and they find something and they're like, Oh yeah, I don't want to go there either. Oh, it definitely makes you definitely makes you uh especially young young guys who are easily influenced and then they're all especially nowadays with um phone I mean just phones, but social media too. Those guys can talk daily. I mean just about every guy we've had on the show um, that's a recruit coming onto campus or whatever they talk about. I mean, most of those guys are in a group text together or they're, um, they text each other individually or whatever it may be. They're communicating daily. Yeah. Um, or they're, or they're, if there's a guy who's not committed that they want committed, they're talking to that guy daily trying to get him. And, uh, so that's, you know, obviously that kind of stuff's going to sway people. Like if a guy decommits, they, and if, if him and Chris Steele have been communicating, he's probably going to go text him and, and try to figure out what's what's the deal is. Right. Or if a 2020 God decommits, you're going to text him and be like, hey, what's what's going on? And they're probably not going li- to care what the University of Florida says at that point. They just listen to their buddy. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's definitely a – you know, it kind of sucks because it can be determined by 18-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> or what 18-year-olds have to say. Sorry. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know what's up with Florida, but it's something to keep an eye on. 
for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, Dan Mullen, I feel like he did a, a lot of bragging about his team and how well he did recruiting, and now he's losing all of them. <laughs> now he's losing a lot, yeah. I think that's that's funny. And, you know, the old saying is don't count your uh, chickens before they hatch. Some of those had hatched, and now they're just gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Chris Steele was a five-star and was from California at St. John's Bosco, one of the best teams in the country, and then – at the last minute, he chooses Florida over USC, and and now he's headed back to the Pac-12 because a change of roommate. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you would think you would help out your top recruit for that class. You'd think so, and I'm sure Dan Mullen has the pull to right. switch a sure. you switch would, a room. You would think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. You know, but uh, as far as Tennessee goes, um, Tate Rallage. Had Tennessee in the top two with Georgia. He decided on Georgia yesterday. Um, you can't really hate on him for it. You know, he's nah. from Georgia. He's a he's a four-star offensive tackle from Darlington School in Rome. Um, so right in the heart of Georgia. Um, he grew up a Tennessee fan, so we've heard. But, you know, we've, we've seen that story before. The whole video of his dad pulling the sticker off. I'm like, all right, first off, they said lifelong Tennessee fan. If he stopped being a Tennessee yeah. fan before his life was over, then he's not a lifelong Tennessee fan, right? <laughs> lifelong? Yeah. Doesn't really that doesn't seem like the right wording. Um, Maybe he just got a bigger one. That's what it, I like that tweet from you. Yeah. I think I literally liked it. I hope I did. And then uh, Vol Shop. Shout out to the Vol Shop. You all had a great tweet as well. I don't yeah. know if you saw that one. Um, they're uh, they're they're doing well in the social media game lately. Yeah, they've been doing well. That that was a that was a golden tweet. Um, but yeah, I I read that and I was like, I mean, I don't think he's a lifelong Tennessee fan. I was also like, why do you have to stop being a Tennessee fan just because your son? Yeah, you can support your son and still be a Tennessee fan, <laughs> right? Um, then we only I play mean, we only play him once a year. My thing is like, I know you have a bunch of orange stuff. Like, what are you gonna do with all that? Yeah, you're right. Gonna give it away? Like, you're gonna burn it? <laughs> Because like I don't know how big his dad is. Assuming the way he is, he's pretty big. But right. Large, extra large. Um, you know, just send it my way. Right. We'll give you the address. We'll hook you up. Yeah. Uh, or you'll hook up us up, I guess. Yeah. So, so help us out there, Tate Rattledge. Tate Rattledge's dad. But but Tennessee came right back with a, a commit of their own and um, JUCO cornerback Art Green from Hutchinson Community College, same community college as. VFLs, Alvin Kamara, and Cordero Patterson. Yeah, and looks like a good commit, too. Yeah, 6'2", 200-pound corner. Um, that's a big corner. And apparently is fast as lightning, too. Yeah, he's so. super athletic from the look. I mean, it was his highlight tape. But he looked athletic. I mean, some right. of the interceptions he made with one hand. So, that's you can't really teach that. Nope. Um so I mean, he was a he was a two star wide receiver coming out of high school and signed with Arkansas State, um, and that takes a heck of a lot of a self awareness to be able to just be like, oh, okay, I think I'm better than what what I am. Right. So I'm gonna go here and try to get um, you know some experience, get better, and hopefully it, it helps me out in the future. And it looks like it has. Yeah. No, that was definitely the right move. Yeah. Um. um I mean that that's taking a huge chance on yourself to be committed to a a decent program in Arkansas State. I mean, yeah, it's not huge, but it's still D one. Yeah, it's still D one. Um, uh, FCS, his, I think his but, school paid for. Um, 
So, I mean, that, that's a heck of a risk to, to try that junior college, but, you know, it, it worked out for him. He wasn't rated until last night and is now the number one defensive back in junior college and the number two overall JUCO college player in the country. And so that makes two Tennessee um, JUCO commits, and they are number one and number two junior college players. That's Go get the JUCO guys right now. Yeah. I mean, go get them right now. They're experienced. They're, they're older. They're more probably – Hopefully, more hopefully mature. more mature at yeah. this point. Hopefully, um, so I mean, I think it's you good guys can come in and you you know these top rated guys you hope they can come in and make an immediate impact. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think Pruitt and his staff is going to recruit anybody that can't make an, an immediate impact because I mean, look at the guys you got. You got Jameer Johnson with this staff, um, Dominique Wood Anderson. Mm-hmm. Who else did you get? You got another one. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Name him again. Sorry. Emmett Gooden. Sorry. Emmett Gooden's another one. Um, those, those are the guys from junior college that you got um, and have made an immediate impact. They've started, right. um, played a ton of snaps, and I feel like they're going to make an even more of an impact this season. Yeah. I mean, I that- mean, Jameer Johnson looked like the best lineman we had when Trey Smith went down. Right. So – Definitely excited about him. Um, and then Justin Rogers, uh, five-star defensive lineman, offensive lineman. Um, I think he kind of wants – he has the option to play both probably yeah. anywhere he goes. Um, but he is Tennessee in the top five and is supposed to make his um, final decision next week. Kentucky looks like the favorite to land, which is kind of weird, but – Apparently, they've offered him that you can come in and play defensive lineman. Gotcha. I don't know if anybody else is, but I'm like, dude, Tennessee cool. needs help on both sides of right. the line. We can have him anywhere. Like, come in. You can play whatever you want. Um, But it it's between Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, and Michigan. Um, he's from Oak Park, Michigan, the same um, high school as John Kelly. So, hopefully, Tennessee kind of can nudge their way back in there. I think they're – Probably ahead, and for whatever reason, the past month, it's been all Kentucky, which is weird. Doing something right. Yeah. They've gotten some, you know, one or two good quality guys, though, each year. Obviously, yeah. if you look at their latest, uh, you know, draft classes and teams. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's not entirely surprising. I mean, slightly surprising, obviously, but not entirely. We will see. But, I, yeah. I mean, if, if anybody's able to go and um, – Swinging in Tennessee's way is the staff. Yeah, they do a great job, especially late in the game. And um, you know, I one positive thing you talked about how we missed out, um, we missed out on uh, Tate Ratledge, and, and then we just respond with another guy. They do a really good job, I guess, of being able to feel who that you know, being able to go get. They're not giving up. Obviously, two different, completely different positions, but I mean, they're able to go. Even if they miss out on a guy, they're able to go get another quality guy. Yeah, and, and you know that that's very evident with this staff. So I'm not, I'm never going to be. Obviously, there's going to be players that you wish you got that you didn't. Um, but the good news is we're not settling once we miss. We're 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 still going and getting guys that are yeah just as good or at least just as rated just as good. Um, and, and we're doing a good job of that. So that that's positive to see, and and you hope it works out in the long run. Um, recruiting's a wild game. This staff seems to do a, a, a really good job of getting the right guys in, and, and then hopefully they can develop them when they're on campus. 
Yeah, and and people were kind of upset when Tate Rallage did that, and we were able to come back with Art Green, and you know some people throw sh- throw shade at this staff, saying, "Oh, we're we're struggling recruiting." You know, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm not concerned really at all because you look at what this staff has done. You look at Jeremy Pruitt's first class that he had to just string together yeah. out of his butt. Um, you, you look at that class. It had no chance to do anything. And, no, I mean, and now look. And, and some of your best players they you know that he was able to go get, you mentioned the Juco guys that mm-hmm. made immediate impacts. And then you've got guys like Elante Taylor that ended up coming in and being a really good, uh, op, you know, be, a better freshman in the league. And, um, you know, uh, Jeremy Banks, who is um, – he – we got lucky that he decommitted at the right time, but we also still had to go uh, – who did he decommit from? I don't think he decommitted. They offered him late. Alante Taylor decommitted. Okay. I was thinking – And then we Jeremy added Bryce Thompson. Thompson super late. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you just – you got a lot of really good guys that um, – Maybe in the long run don't help you a ton, but they're definitely good players that are going to help you right now, or at least you know did at times last year. You look at Alante Taylor, who's probably going to pan out and be one of your better players again on the roster this year. Mm-hmm. JJ Peterson has that uh, potential as well. Um, I mean, just a lot of really you know. See on campus yet? <laughs> JJ, wait, what? Now? JJ Peterson. That was like an ongoing joke oh, okay. of him coming, I was like, coming back to camp or getting on, on a, campus because it took. Oh, time. that's he was the guy that didn't get into like. Yeah. Midway through camp. Yeah, and he's I don't know. I don't I don't think he will figure it out. You don't think so? No. I don't think so. I think it's kinda passed him up. Hopefully hopefully not. Hopefully I'm wrong. Um, but it, it just doesn't look like he's in the thick of things to compete for playing time. Okay. And, and it's a loaded linebacker class. Now. It it is Lomba- or linebacker group. Sorry. The linebacker group has gotten gotten more talented. Everyone there still has stuff to prove. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good news for JJ Peterson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he definitely has a chance to to get playing time, but as the way it looks right now, he's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, most of those guys, I guess, are pretty young. Yeah, um, that's that's the good news. Um, and then, what did we finish this year? Twelve, top fifteen. What was it? I can't even uh, remember. I think twelve. Yeah, twelve. Right outside the top ten. Um. I mean, obviously, it's not a great class, but the only reason you're saying that is because we play in the SEC. You, you hope. I think you tweeted it. We, we didn't. We weren't even bowl eligible last year. Yeah. Wait. You know, we got to get there, and, it, and it's going to take time. Like, it's not snap your fingers overnight and magically going to happen. And that's not my expectations. We've talked about our expectations for this year before we even know exactly what we have. But you know, we we've got to get to a bowl game. You've got to beat teams like Vanderbilt, um, Kentucky. Uh, you know, those are those are must wins. Yep. Um, we've talked about those expectations, and those aren't things that I think, you know, would take a stroke of luck. Um, those are things I think you you can do with the guys you have on campus right now. Do those things, and then you can go recruit with the best of them. Um, when you when you compete with Georgia again, when you compete with Florida again, um, and don't get blown out. When you compete with hopefully soon compete with Alabama again. I mean that that's your hopes. Yeah, and winning trumps everything. Um, yeah, absolutely. When you start winning, you're going to get these top guys. <clears throat> and we've been doing a good job of getting in everybody's top five or so. Um, but once we start winning, you know, win, like I said, winning trumps everything. I feel like that is the only reason Tate Rowledge picked Georgia because they're – You'd think at this point. They're I mean, a better program with Tennessee right now. Right. 
Right. But I, I expect a lot of things to get fixed. I'm pleased. Um, obviously, again, I mentioned there's just, there's some guys you're going to miss out on that you, you wish you could have gotten. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's just how it is. And overall, I'm pleased with this class. I'm pleased with the direction we're heading. Um, as far as the 2020 class goes, I'm pleased with some of the guys we've gotten commitments from already. Um, I mean, and that, that class is filling out nicely. Um, and a good, and the good news is, is you got an early start with some guys. Um, I think most notably is Harrison Bailey. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pleased so far. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it, it's all gotta, they gotta go play football now. Yeah. And, and that's not class. To the last class, you didn't have a ton of people committed at this time either. No. You didn't have Wright. You didn't have Tioto. I mean, that's a are, that's a guy you got last minute. Yeah. I mean, crowds. Beat a lot of people out for too. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people you didn't have in this class. So, I mean, give it time. Um, let the boys work over there in the football complex. Niedermeyer, he's going to work guaranteed. So, I mean – Let's just let them do their thing. Let's not let's not fret over that right now. No, no, no We're reason. A long time. No reason to at all. No reason to. Basketball recruit. Basketball. So Tennessee did miss out on a four-star point guard, Jalen Cohn, to Virginia Tech. Um, Tennessee was in the running for him. It looked kind of good for Tennessee going into the final month, and then Virginia Tech kind of took over there. Um, you hope that Rick Barnes is going to get that replacement of Jordan Bone pretty quickly. Right. And I, I really thought when – I didn't really know much, didn't have a clue. Then uh, Derek Walker announced that he was leaving, and I was like, does Jalen Cohn know something we don't know? Yeah. And I was like, maybe that's a scholarship spot he's going to just fill in. And he, the timing just seemed suspect, I guess. That's why I thought there was a chance. Um, but obviously that wasn't the case. Uh, but um, just barely, just barely missed on him, and it's a guy again you're gonna miss out on. You wish you'd gotten. Yeah, and he announced he was gonna reclassify to that 2019 class. Um, so I mean, then again, you're like, oh, okay, since Bone left, you know, it was kind of looking like it was adding up to where he was going to Tennessee, but right. you know, chose Virginia Tech, um, which is a good program as well. They they do well in the ACC. Um, but Tennessee, again, was able to come back and get a commit of their own in that 2019 class, and that's Oliver Robinson Kumwa. I think I nailed it. Did you get that? I think I nailed it. I'll be impressed because that last name looks like nothing that you just said. Yeah, I think I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I probably didn't nail it, but I'm going to say I did. You may have. I mean, I was trying to keep up, and it just – Yeah, so you're able to get him was a three-star. Um, but then overnight, that Tennessee um, commitment – I guess it, it raised some eyebrows. People were like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> right. Um, he's, he's a kid from Flint, uh, Finland, came over to the United States in 2017, sat out most of his uh, most of the year um, that, that next season in the United States with a broken foot. Um, so he's an under-the-radar guy, but his um, I feel like the ceiling is there. He's a four-star now. Um, the number two player in Maryland, um, just outside the top 100 nationally. Um, so I think he's super athletic, a guy that I feel like took over, you know, as soon as we lost Derek Walker, I think we got him on campus and it was kind of over at that point. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, that frame looks nice. Six eight, two ten. Yeah. So big boy. I'm excited about that. 
and super like has has some bounce to him. Not a guy that's just gonna barely jump in the paint. You know, yeah. he's, he's got some bounce to him, got some athleticism. So hopefully, he's able to come in and make an immediate impact because we need it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if which I think I heard we'll find out on Saturday. Is that the final date? Yeah, for, I think um, we'll find out if Grant we're... Williams and uh, I, I don't feel good about it. I don't know why. I, I couldn't tell you why. That video of him uh, draining threes over and over again, I was like, okay. Which, yep. Yeah, I know that was from NBA range, but if you watch the uh, his warm up, I mean, he never missed in warm ups either from three. I know. So that, that, that yeah, I mean, that video obviously probably helped steer me that way a little bit, but I also I just kind of don't. I just don't feel good. So. Love you, G. We do. Wish you the best. Wish you the best. Can't wait to buy a Grant Williams jersey once you make it into the NBA. But come win a championship here. Yeah, let's go win a championship. Let's go win a championship come on, together. Come on. Come <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, obviously excited for him. Either way, um, we'll be pumped. We'll yeah. share him on wherever he's at. And then Tennessee got a um, got some decent news. The number one pl- player from Tennessee in the 2020 class, Keon Johnson. From Bell Buckle, Tennessee. Now that's a place. That's a place I could see Jeremy Pruitt. See play for Webb. Yep. I don't Webb's, know. Webb, the Webb over there doesn't seem like Jeremy Pruitt's forte. But Bell Buckle does. Yeah, Bell, Bell Buckle definitely does. Um, so he announced his top three, um, and it includes Virginia, Tennessee, and Ohio State. Um, Tennessee has big been big in his recruitment for a while. Yeah, um, they, a couple years. And uh, kept his eye on him. He's the number. Ooh, what is? What was he? The number seven shooting guard in the nation. Um, number thirty overall in the country. Um, so I mean, we're we're right there in the thick of things. Hopefully, we're able to to bring him in as well. Because coming next year, you might lose Josiah James too. You may. You it's a very that. very good possibility. Yep. So. <laughs> And then Lamonte will be gone. Bowden will be gone. So I mean, there there's some there's some roles open um, coming that 2020 class. So look for Tennessee really to to hone in on recruiting and and trying to fill those voids um, for the for that upcoming season. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, God, it's nice to be excited about which we were excited about basketball the whole time. But I mean. I don't know about the rest of Tennessee fans. Um, I've been pretty pumped for basketball since the minute it was over as far as going into next year. Obviously a disappointing end, um, but it is what it is. And uh, now we're just getting better, um, more talent. Not more talent because we lost a lot as well. But we're getting um, – we're still getting talent in, and that's exciting to see. It makes you more excited for it. It's what it's – what, it's the football recruiting um, – curse that we're dealing with right now as far as basketball goes so yeah hopefully we just win though and it doesn't feel the same that would be ideal just win just win baby win just win it trumps everything yeah um that was definitely uh denarius's thing to she's like i mean who gives a shit if i kill everybody this week as long as i win yeah that's crazy i i, I don't know how to feel like the episode in and of itself i thought was like good yeah. i just don't know how to feel about it like i'm kind of like why didn't you just do that last week? Yeah, and, it, and it's it's not what you wanted. No. Like, and I feel like that's why people are giving it so much criticism is because it's not what they wanted. They wanted a happily ever after with John and Daenerys on the on the throne. And I don't know if you knew, but you're watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. And that's not the way this show turns out. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot, I think a lot of people were upset too with uh, Cersei's death. And I kind of liked it because I don't like Cersei. I know a lot of people like her. I don't like Cersei. I never have. 
So to watch her die crying like a little biatch. Yeah. I was like, that's that's what you get. You Yeah. I, I still wish it was a murder scene. I want I wanted her to die like yeah. miserably. Oh, I mean definitely would have been nice to see like John cut her head off but or Arya stab did. her. She, I mean I've seen people survive far worse. I know. I don't I don't know if she's dead. I feel like she gotta be dead. But I mean um, Yeah. I'm not gonna say no yet, I guess. I didn't think about that, but I'm so I guess I'm not gonna say that she's dead for sure, but surely. I don't know. Because something tells me, like, it's never that easy. It's, that's true. That's fair. It's never that easy. That's fair. And they made it kind of easy on Daenerys where the dragon just beat everybody. I don't know why anybody else had to show up. Oh, one thing I'm also mad about is the preview made it, like, Euron looked, like, surprised at what he saw in the sky. It was an effing dragon. Like, he didn't know a dragon was going to come flying out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing dragon. I've ever seen. Yeah. But... But, uh, yeah, I'm even more pissed at Daenerys because her entire fleet got destroyed mm-hmm. because she didn't just destroy the Iron Fleet. I don't... Like, I don't even like, if you didn't attack the city, I just don't understand why you didn't just destroy the people shooting at your people. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you want the throne, but you destroyed the throne. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're planning on living in... It was obviously a crime of passion. Yeah, if you're living it, but if you're planning on living and moving to King's Landing and taking it over, wouldn't you want to like keep it in good standing before? <laughs> like, she's like, I don't like know. You already won. I don't know. I don't understand why you had to destroy everything. Right? Did she win though? Oh, it's not over. It's not over. No, it's not over. And I will say this: if you remember, Arya keeps saying, "I'm going to King's Landing to kill the queen." To kill the queen. She meant. Daenerys. Who, who's going to be the queen now? She meant Daenerys. Ooh. Arya's riding her horse versus the dragon. The, dragon. <laughs> the bloodied horse versus the dragon. Old Town Road is playing in the background. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. I will say this. The Hound in the Mountains fight scene was the best fight scene in the series. Yeah. I, I, Yeah, it was really good. I love the way that... Why did it take the I, Hound I, so long to... Or the mountain so long to destroy his head. Is his, the hound's head that strong? That's know. my only question about the fight scene. It is like burnt, so it could be. Oh, there you go. It's like it's hardened. Yeah. There you go. I I will say this. I don't know his name, and I always forget it, but the hand of Cersei. Yeah. The old dude. I love the way he died. Yeah, it is a dick. That was awesome. Yeah. No, it was awesome. He just grabbed his head and just slung him, and he was dead. Yeah, it was... First off, I wish the mountain would kill, like, uh, that dude he killed that was pissing. I wish he'd just kill everybody like that. Just, like, walk up behind him and just grab their head and, like. I I wish, like, the mountain could have killed Cersei. Or not the mountain. The the hound could have killed Cersei. Like, she ran by him. He was was very obvious who he came for. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, dude, you could have just, like, punched her through that wall and it was over with. And why were the freaking Kingsguards, or whatever they're called, why were they so easy to kill? Yeah, they suck. Yeah, they were terrible. And the the Golden Company was bad. They were pretty bad. In fairness, they did have a dragon (laughs) barreling down on them. But. They were pretty bad, though. I felt it was like it was so easy for them to kill that dragon one shot in that other episode, but they couldn't hit a single shot on that other one. They were off. Yeah, they were. They were Tyler Bray came back from a night of drinking off. They were shooting like stormtroopers. Yeah. Um. 
some oh also I'm glad the Lannister army is completely demolished because I'm sick of seeing those stupid helmets. What's yeah. the point of them? Like I feel like the point is to not have to you can see out of it, but when you go into battle, you flip them down. Yeah, they never flipped them down one single time in the entire mm, series. Yeah, it's weird. I was like, that's the dumbest thing also, I've ever seen. I called the Grey Worm throwing the. You did. You called it like immediately, like before, any like before the bell was rung. Yeah, he's gonna chuck it. He chucked it. Dude, what if him and Jon Snow got? A, that would have been heartbreaking. The Grey Worm is like low key one of my favorite. Yeah, I think favorite. he's a lot of people, so I think that's that would have been a tough battle. Yeah, if they had had to fight. So that's good, but at least Grey Worm isn't like raping women like that one dude that Jon killed. Oh yeah, like he's just killing because. I'm saying whatever her name is, how you pronounce it, Dodd. So that that's good. But yeah, I'm 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 pumped for this episode. Um, I guess it officially comes to an end. Yep. So. We'll see. We'll see how it ends. Okay, prediction. Who you got on the throne? On the throne, dude. I saw a really good one. Um, I got a theory. Yeah, I like it because uh, they were talking about what was the point of uh, Baratheon. Her naming him Baratheon. And that gave him the right to the throne. The Like, he immediately got the right to the throne because he was Robert Baratheon's son. Oh, uh, Gentry? Gentry, yeah, Gentry. Okay. Like, so, because, like, Joffrey didn't have a real right to the throne because he wasn't Baratheon's son. And then Gentry was Robert Baratheon's illegitimate son, and then she legitimized him, which gave him the right to the throne. But does Joffrey so like not that. still have that over them? Because he was a Targaryen? So, well, technically the Targaryens don't have the throne yet. And then the Baratheons got it from the Targaryens. So like the Baratheons are the ones who have the throne right now. Okay. Because everyone thinks that, like, the Lannisters don't have it. They think, like, they've all thought the Joffrey and then the other king were Baratheons. Like, they didn't think of them as Lannisters. Like, it was Joffrey Baratheon. Oh, yeah. so, I like that theory. Yeah, we'll see. So I'm gonna go with that. I, I haven't. I just read that. I really don't know the whole backstory. But they were talking about like they're like, well, that didn't really mean anything. Like, why did she do that? And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sansa. I'm I think Sansa's Sansa is a good call. I want to say John, but I don't. I he keeps saying he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Um, and I, I truly believe that he doesn't. So John's king of the north when or the and I I think you were a fair north. smart person, and I think Sansa. I think she is. I wonder if she dies. I don't know. I think Daenerys. I can't believe she wasn't. Daenerys in the, dies. I can't sure. believe she wasn't in the episode at all. Yeah, that was weird. That was very weird. Which I mean, I know she wasn't there, but like in some capacity. Yeah. Like, crows aren't being sent back and forth anymore. Yeah. Or ravens. Sorry. Yep. Not crows. But um, let's jump into our most important of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this one off um, with a little South Knoxville shout out to Harley Wheeler. Who received the Rudy Scholes Award, which if you don't follow rugby, I don't. I had to be told this is the equivalent of when it's the highest award and in, individual award in rugby um, after Life University won, or was it before? It was after Life University won the uh, national championship. Was that last Sunday? Last Saturday? Yes. Um, he was he was named the Rudy Scholes Award winner, and uh, so he is the best collegiate rugby player in the country. So, congratulations, awesome. Harley. Yeah. Yeah, congrats to him. And if you know that guy, you know he deserves it, and he's earned it, too. Like he's. Oh, yeah, he's worked harder than anybody yeah. to get what he is. So, for sure. Um, my first one is Peyton Manning. 
open up his own restaurant called Saloon 16. Heck yeah. Did you hear where they're putting it? Um, It's under that hotel, right? Yeah. Or next to the hotel? Yeah. Yeah, off Cumberland. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. He must be like working with those people or something. It, well, it doesn't make sense to me because there's like... I don't understand. It wants to be like a high-end place. Yeah, while well, it's on Cumberland. Right, yeah. right. Why is it on campus? Yeah, I don't understand that either. He could have... It must be specifically for game days. And like parking is yeah. going to be miserable. Yeah, it must be spe- specifically for game days is like the idea. Yeah. Which is crazy. But whatever. I don't know. I, I just thought that was a weird place, but that's awesome that he's that he's doing No, that. for sure. I mean, I'm surprised he doesn't. I mean, I, I'm sure he has like, you know, money around here somewhere and some kind of thing, but putting his face on something now. So. For sure. Besides Tenova. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or his head on Tenova because his... I love the pictures where his head can't fit on the billboard. <laughs> Those are great. Um, my next one is Matthew Bowling. Um, just a week and a half ago, something like that, um, he ran a nine point nine eight in the hundred in a hundred meter. Uh, maybe it wasn't the hundred meter dash. It might have just been the four ball one hundred. No, but, it was a hundred. Yep. Oh, well, I'm looking at the picture. Okay. Well, apparently, so it wasn't um, wind eligible or whatever. Like yeah, the wind legal. Yeah, wind legal. That's the word. Um, but he was just shy of a 9.98 and broke the school record or the national high school record, excuse me, um, by running a 10.13 in the 100 meter dash this week. Wow. So not not too far. I mean, that's a lot shy in, in terms of a 100 meter dash, but that's not very shy. Like, that's real close. <laughs> that man's fast. Yeah. And like, then. He's fast. I mean, I just got I got a ton to mention him. He ran a and he ran the four by four hundred, and he was the uh, anchor, and ran his four hundred in forty four point seven four, and brought and he I mean he started real late, and oh, and he ended up I, I saw that video but I didn't know it was a forty four like that's yeah it was a, moving the fastest I've, I've ever ran is a fifty one really, I mean it was a come from behind victory and insane. And I, it looked like he kind of let up at the end when he knew he won. That's what's crazier. Like, he oh started kind of celebrating early. God. And, uh, I mean, the dude's a freak. I'm sure you'll you'll see him He's in a He's an American, right? Yeah, I hope so. Good. Good. Matthew Bowling, surely. We're going to have that man in the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, so that that's uh, obviously really cool to see anytime a guy can do that. But a high schooler that's just tearing it up in every event just pretty much. And, and then I don't know if you guys watched – you know, track and field a lot. I don't watch a lot, but when I get it, when I get a chance to watch the four by four hundred race, men's or women's, it's the most exciting. It's one of the most exciting events in sports. Yeah. Um, because anything can happen in terms of like you'll see you'll see people be able to just kick out of nowhere and, and make a really late last push, and, and it's just there's so much athleticism on display too. Yeah. And it, it is wild. Um, some of the some of the events that have occurred during the four x four hundred, and then it's amazing how like when you watch really really good teams do it, how just smooth it looks. I remember a couple years ago watching the Tennessee men's team without Christian Coleman; he was not out, so there's an alternate for him do the four x four hundred, and it just looks so easy. And they toasted. I mean, they weren't playing real; they weren't uh, racing against real competition at that point. It was like a bunch of the lower schools, um, maybe a few bigger colleges, but most of them smaller. And they just they coasted and still destroyed time. You know, had yeah. some amazing times. So 
It's a uh, yeah, I love the four x four hundred, dude. I, I could watch track and field. I sat here and watched the SEC championships, yeah. um, the other day, and just sat here for like five hours and just watched track all day. Right, it's, it's awesome. There's a lot of good events in track. I've uh, I've learned to love the triple jump. The triple jump's fun to watch. Yeah, so. it's like a weird <coughs> event, but it's cool. Yeah, it's very it's a very cool event. Um, and then I mean, yeah, the sprints are easy to watch too. Yeah. Other than that, it's tough, but. I can always I can always watch a javelin throw, mainly in hopes of like something going crazy, <laughs> like somebody running across and <laughs> yeah. just like, um, like but, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the javelin throw the javelin throw is an easy event easy event to watch. I also like um, uh, high jump or uh, oh yes high jump, but uh, what's it called? Uh, pole vault. Pole vault. Pole vault's fun to watch. And again, you're kind of just hoping like some field events. Oh yeah, the field events are fun. <laughs> Um, there that one you're kind of hoping too. You're like, I mean, I'd love to see someone do an incredible vault, but I was also kind of hoping they mess up and land on their stick. Or like the stick just breaks. In <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're only cheering for mediocrity every once in a while. That's yeah. it. But it, it is fun to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't believe people hate track and field. I mean, I get it can be boring um, when they stroll out the 10k. <laughs> oh yeah, it's boring. But also the last minute of a 10k is fun because all of a sudden these people are sprinting out of nowhere after running for, and they're dying <laughs> after running for 30 minutes not longer than that full, full 50 45 minutes i don't too know long. what it'd be too long i guess the women's would be 45 probably too long um but yeah that's uh most you got any more most important of the week yeah i do um ethan wolf has signed a one-year deal with the carolina panthers oh, wow congrats i didn't see that vfl ethan wolf um that's big yeah he, he tried out and and made the roster or made the, the practice squad maybe ninety man roster. Oh yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, maybe end um, up on the practice squad. Yeah, so I mean, but either way, yeah, you're you are um, working with an NFL team. Yeah, you're you're getting paid. You got your name in there. You're 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 doing good. And then thirteen of the yeah. So every every team in the SEC made the softball NCAA tournament. I saw that. That's wild. So. And you're like, 13? I thought there was 14. Vanderbilt does not have a softball team. I See, I saw that. I didn't know who was left out. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Well, I wonder why not. Blah. Vandy sucks. Yeah. But it, I think it does have to do with Title IX. I'm not sure how that plays in. That's just like softball is like a pretty big sport. I can't right. believe that gets left off. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what took its place. Especially, usually there's more women's sports than men's because of football. Yeah, and with, their, with their baseball team so good, you would think their softball team would be good. Absolutely. Whatever. We'll Absolutely. take those recruits out of Nashville and yeah. everywhere else. So. Absolutely. Um, my next one, I, I've got most. I got a most important for uh, Kawhi Leonard um, fail for NBA rims because that shot was insane. Um, I'm sure he still can't believe it went in. Um, so you know, hats off to him. But also, what's going on with those NBA rims? I think you have to ask. Yeah. Pretty pretty uh, pretty insane. A double rim in it. All right. I've got one more most important of the week and kind of a you know comeback. Some, something's come, something's on the come up, and I've got to give a shout out to gender reveals. Oh, are they coming back? They're coming back. Mm. Jason Kipnis of the Cleveland um, Indians uh, took a fan's ball and he threw it up to, or maybe they tossed it to him and he hit it. I did see that. I said, like, very smart. That dad knows he has no chance in hell of hitting that ball. So he took it to a major league game. That's that's smart. And had a major leaguer. So I think they're coming back. I did have a guy at work who did a gender reveal. He hit it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he was like, I've never been so pissed in my life when I hit that ball and it was pink. And it was a girl. Yeah. See, that's another <laughs> thing you struggle with huh? in terms of gender reveals. Like, if well, you like, really want to. I don't wanna... know if you could say you were pissed. Yeah. It, no, if you, if you like really want a boy or really want a girl or whatever, don't do them because you're going to get real pissed off in the video and it's going yeah. bad. So just be careful. Yeah. Like, and you did it. Like, you knew it was a 50-50 chance. Yeah. So that's on you, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Um, fail the week. Fail the week. Um, I'm definitely going to have to go with Florida um, and their home and home series with Colorado <laughs> in 2028. They play at Florida, 2029 at Colorado. It will mark their first true road non conference game since 1991. Wow. In 2029. That's pretty crazy. I didn't see that. I mean, I saw the years. I was like, why even announce that right now? I'm just like, which dude. I remember when we announced the Oklahoma and Oregon series. Whenever we announced them, I remember it felt like really far away. Yeah. So, which, but 2028 is still nine years. Like, that's, yep. That's insane. Uh, my first fail of the week um, uh, women's marathon runners. You have been um, one upped, literally, by a man who came in 36th place who ran through their ribbon. So they strung, <laughs> did you see that? They strung out the, the ribbon for the uh, woman coming by. I mean, in fairness, it didn't look like he went out of his way to do it. Like, they should have just waited till he ran by. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, that guy, and the girl got pissed. She was like, I think she yelled what the hell at him. And he's yeah. just like, I don't, I don't care. I would have done it too, probably. So. I, I would not have moved if they strung it out in front of me. No, I'm not. Be, smart, be smarter direction. than that. Yeah. I'm be smarter. in a different direction. No. Um, you got any more fails? Yeah, so, Zach Smith was arrested. <laughs> well, how, like... He's an idiot. And charged with violating a civil protection order. And he's like, I mean, even let's say he's even in the right. They probably gave you a chance to leave before they arrested you and you kept fighting it. Yeah. You're an idiot. And then he, he went on some rant on Twitter. I couldn't read it because he's just an idiot. Um, and somebody was just like, okay, cool. Hook him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he tweets back at everybody. I'm like, dude, just stop, yeah, man. Like you're an idiot. Just stop. He, yeah, he's a trip for sure. Stupidity. Uh, I've got one more fail before we jump into that. Um, I can't see the freaking name because of this screenshot. It's probably good. He's a high schooler. Um, But they, I don't know who he's committed to. Maybe Michigan State? I don't know. Um, He uh, was listing his stats for all-star games and put 5-0 in in all-star games played. Then he has stats listed for individual ones. He has one more where zero stats are listed. So did you play in it? And then if you did play in it, you're or didn't play in it, you're listing it as five and zero. Oh. Why are you bold strategy? Your... Also, yeah, I don't understand that either. That's... But oh, congratulations! No one played defense on you. Yeah, <laughs> and you scored twenty points. That's impressive. All star games, man. Right. If you're not playing in all star games, you're not even worth an offer, right? I mean, that's fair to say. Yeah, that's, that's probably fair to say. <laughs> Stupidity. Stupidity. I've got a few. Um, my first one is them. the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Um, <laughs> they rolled out that throwback uniform, which is really cool. That could be a, most important. But they said a sellout at the yard tonight. Love to see it. But what they didn't say is they're playing the New York Yankees, whose spring training stadium is in Tampa. 
so you have those fans, and then it's New York, the New York Yankees. Like, yeah, you know that. Yeah, it's not because you filled it up; it's because right. the Yankees filled it up. It's definitely not because you wore throwback jerseys either. Yeah, like no, no one gives it. Sorry, yeah. Tampa. Sorry. Um, my first one, or my only one. I went and looked. I only have one. Um, I cannot remember the dude's name. Do you know the dude from Johnson City? He's got a weird name. I forgot to put it on here. Johnson City. The sports dude. Remember he said that the ETSU's quarterback was better than Jared Garantano? That oh, no. Do you remember his name? Uh-uh. Okay, well, he asked Steve Forbes a question about a guy transferring or a guy leaving for the NBA, and uh, Steve Forbes got after him and was like, you're never going to – like, that's question to my integrity, and let him have it in a press conference. Ooh. If you didn't uh, watch the video, Heather Williams on Twitter, WCYB underscore Heather has the video. Um, it's great. I'll see if I can find his name real quick. And um, – yeah, he's Steve Forbes let him have it, and then it was really funny because he had gotten after, um, he had gotten after somebody on Twitter, Tennessee fan, and uh, so he was already he was already getting it from uh, Tennessee fans, and then gets it from another Tennessee fan, and Steve Forbes. That's awesome. Yeah, what an idiot. Um, so my next one is the Chicago Cubs banning the fan from Wrigley Field oh, after. God. Flashing the white power. Just have some context. Like symbol behind. Yeah, I'm just like, dude. If it's if it's a guy with like a rebel flag and a burning cross holding it up, okay, maybe. Yeah. If it's a guy popping into it, and I think I can't remember who said it. They said, let's check his Facebook first before I have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but uh But I yeah. was like I was like, dude, first of all, everybody does that. It's funny. Like, did the person like that Wanted to ban him. The people that want to ban him, do they live under a rock? Do they not right. know this game that everybody plays where you show that sign and people punch you for it? Or I guess they don't. People that I'm, look at it, yeah, it's stupid. I'm just like, dude, come on, let's let's find something else to whine about. Right, absolutely. Do you have any more? Uh, that's it. It's Marky something. What's his name? Marky Bilson. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. No, and I'll forget that name too. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything that man has to say. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I've got. Guys, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will get back with you next week. We're going to try to, I guess, on Sunday night. But, again, we we got to be flexible. It happens. Yep. Um, and and we, we will get with you. That's the point. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at more underscore issues. Facebook, more important issues. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Caleb underscore TN. At. Lambo underscore Raby 10. There you go. Um, you can also listen to this episode in its entirety. You can either replay this live video. We encourage you to check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and at armchair, armchairallamericans.com. Excuse me. And, guys, we got a lot of stuff, exciting stuff in store. Keep up with us. Um, we just, we're working every day to bring you guys a better product. Um, that's our end goal, just to um, keep you guys updated with what's going on in Tennessee. And, uh, what we think are some pretty decent opinions about that stuff. So make sure you all keep checking us out. We really appreciate you all. Couldn't do it without you. And guys, we got some we got some big news coming soon. I'm not going to release release it right now. Um, just keep an eye on that, and we'll see kind of where it goes. We don't have the full details yet. But as soon as we do, you'll be the first to know. Um, and we're bringing the boat in, and we out.